Welcome back, neighbor, to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Lou Gerlach from Think Chat, and today we're exploring confession number 43, evaluating transdisciplinary learning. Now, if you have been following along to the transdisciplinary challenge, I know you're here because you have. This is the fifth and final um, overview. Thank you so much for returning after last week. I know it was a lo- there was a lot of information and a lot of things to process because it really made my mind stretch, you know, coming up with these ideas. But I think this is the process of becoming a transdisciplinary educator. You know, I was recently told that nothing worth having comes easy. And if you think about it, If transdisciplinary learning was so easy, then everyone would be doing it to the fullest potential. And it takes work, it takes mindset, it takes professional development, it takes experience and practice. And in this final transdisciplinary challenge, we're going to focus on how we can evaluate our practice now and also ongoing. You know, to prepare for that, You know, we're going to look at some simple steps in this overview of how you can evaluate your daily practice. And if you're not ready to complete, you know, let's say a grade level or entire school challenge, that's okay because we're all in different stages of our journey. But maybe in a year or so you will be. And that's, you know, where you can come back to this and say, hey, where did I see that on lose? Um, transdisciplinary challenge of how do I evaluate and I hope that that these podcasts will be like that where you're not yet ready to dive in but with some time outside of a pandemic you'll feel like you're ready to take the next step so really is evaluation needed and when I thought about the answer to this question I don't think Uh, There's a single person on this planet who is not being continually evaluated on their progress, whether it's how they cook or clean or do their schoolwork or do their job. We're always being evaluated on how we can grow and how we can develop in new ways. And I'm currently right now, I own it. I'm taking an online facilitation course and I purposely signed up for this course because i led a one-hour session at a global conference where there was no engagement. And I started to lose my words. I started to go deeper into the content than I was prepared to. And it really, you know, uh, left a lasting imprint on my soul. And so in this course that I'm doing, of course, I'm a little sensitive because I've recently had this experience. And my first presentation, when I got my rubric back, it was awful. But you could look at it as awful or you could look at it, hmm, this is where I need to work on to grow. And that's how I'm looking at this evaluation process of our transdisciplinary learning. We can say, oh, yuck. I did poorly or, oh, let me utilize this tool to help me continuously evolve as a person. So how do we evaluate our transdisciplinary practice? There's, you know, many ways that you can do it. But in this challenge, we're going to go over specifics on how do you evaluate your school 
on, you know, the whole process of transdisciplinary learning. So you might be able to make an action plan and present it to your coordinator. If you are the coordinator, maybe to the head of the school, as the head of the school, possibly you're going to be evaluating your whole school's process. It won't be a lot of steps, but will require a very open mind because once again, you're attacking it, a construct from a different lens that you haven't been doing before. But let's go back. Remember, during the past few weeks, we've started this process by focusing on ways to improve our transdisciplinary learning through gauging what transdisciplinary learning looks and feels like. That's assessment. That's evaluation. Delving into our theme descriptors to anchor our curriculum mapping. Examining ways to look at our regrouping or looking at standards differently and including our specialists and supporting teachers into that planning process. All of those are formative assessments of our bigger process at our campus. And along the way, you've had a chance to reflect upon your own individual situation and evaluate your own progress as well as your schools. And this been a, has been the heart of the transdisciplinary challenge because it requires an openness to change. And as we know, change is the most difficult thing for many people, especially educators, to take because we think at times that, you know, planning must be perfect. It can't be messy. But planning in the PYP is messy because we're no longer planning for ourselves or planning with our students in mind. And as we layer on transdisciplinary learning, this is how we're going to move our program forward. It, it takes a minute. And so if I were at the more beginning or middle stage, and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I can do this challenge. I'm going to implore with you to take a look at what's called the POI rubric. To get a copy, just literally type in POI rubric. Anyone's going to give it to you. But what I love about um, the PYP rubric is that the IB has been very strategic in putting in safeguards to ensure that the program of inquiry is continuously being evaluated and modified to meet the current needs of the school community. Because what worked four years ago, as we know, based on this pandemic, is not what's working now. And so how are we modifying the curriculum to meet the needs of, of the students? So the POI, POI rubric is a tool that will take the heavy lift in ensuring your learning is more transdisciplinary and conceptual. It's broken into three different um, categories. The central idea, the lines of inquiry, and balanced articulation of the themes that you're covering, you know, the uh, concepts within the theme descriptors throughout the whole program. And if you reflect back on our journey throughout this transdisciplinary challenge, you'll see that's exactly what we covered in depth. Hmm. I wonder if this happened by accident or it was planned by a genius. 
Hmm, I'll let you decide on that one. I'm, uh, I'm just acting a fool. But the reality is, that's why we've been focusing on those things, is to prepare you to be able to assess utilizing that POI rubric, working ourselves back. Well, my friends, that's it. So if, if you're at this point and saying, wow, this is heavy enough, go to the challenge, listen to it. But if you're not there to do this, you know, if you don't have a program and, or your program you don't feel as well developed, don't um, put added pressure on yourself to go on to the challenge. Have that into the mind for maybe in a year or for now and possibly look at that POI rubric and if you're crafting your units and crafting your program, then you might utilize it as, you know, that anchor, that scaffold of how do I build these things up to ensure the quality and ensure the transdisciplinarity of the program. Whew. That's a lot. So if this is where you end, it's been my absolute pleasure. We will have a wrap up. Um, session to tie up some loose ends. I'm so glad you've been on this journey with me. And if you come with me to the challenge, see you there. But as always, have a wonderful week. We're stretching and growing together, my friends. And this is why I love coming to this podcast, because I'm growing. I'm getting new ideas as I'm trying to See how all these puzzle pieces fit together. My mind is baffled of how am I going to creatively make this work for an audience who doesn't give me any feedback. It's just my voice. And so I hope that this challenge has truly challenged you and helped you to see things in a new way to help better your practice for you and for your students. Love you to bits and talk to you soon in the next episode or beyond.